with the great Pastor Bank Akamola. He is the set man of this ministry and the visionary. And we just want to say, how you feeling today? And God gave us a brand new start, the very first Sunday of 2022. I am tickled pink. I can't wait as to what God has for us going forward. Amen. As a go church. Let's go! loving the energy in here. I'm excited. I am very excited about today. Um, I want to welcome you to Kingdom Conversation. And, yeah. and <laughs> so I'm honored to be moderating today's conversation. And the reason I'm excited is not only is it the very first one of the year, but it's the very first one, a global outreach church. And I, I think that's what an applause. <laughs> Okay, so over the past couple of weeks, really months, um, we've listened to a series of messages, and I believe they've blessed us in some way, but they've not only blessed us, they've contained a lot of changes, and we've seen that unfold throughout the weeks, throughout the months, and um, today we want to speak to your questions. The leaders in the house um, have set today aside to hear from you, your questions, your thoughts, your comments. We want you to bring them up here. We want you to talk to us. They want to hear from you. And they also want to speak to some of the key points they've touched on throughout the weeks. So before I bring my guests up here, uh, we have 50 minutes on the clock. The clock is counting right now. And as much as that's a lot of time, it's really not. So I want you to try to keep your questions to a minute or two. Um, we want to hear from you, but we want to accommodate as many people as possible. So when the floor is open, I encourage you to come up here. Um, I want to hear from you. I definitely want Pastor Bank and Pastor Larry to hear from you. And I'm sure you'll be blessed. So. I do want to give a special shout out to the online audience. Um, thank you so much for tuning in right now. Um, your questions have been well received. We do have a team here currently monitoring it. So if you're in-house and you don't want to step up to the mic, even though I would love you to, you can still turn in your questions on the website. So 
Um, let me get out of your face. Um, let's, let's have our first guest. The first person I'm going to have join me up here is no one other than the set man of the house, our father, our mentor, our leader, someone who's continued to display what true leadership looks like. Join me to welcome Pastor Bank Akimola. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. So the other person I am going to have join us up here is someone who continued the series, um, rebranding essentially, essentially, Go Next, and it's no one other than our executive pastor in the house, Pastor Larry Omwanaye. Hey. How are you both doing today? I'll be better when it's over. <laughs> Well, um, I want to thank you both today um, for setting time aside, because Pastor Bank, I know you've been traveling a lot, so thank you so much for that. Um, so let's just jump right in. Pastor Bank, you kicked up the series, looking back, looking up, looking forward. And I honestly think you did a phenomenal job, because it was almost like you were storytelling. Um, you took us back to the old days. You took us back to what we knew as WalkFan. And um, for somebody that's joined as a member in between, it was kind of hard to lose them. And you got us anticipating this change. And then Pastor Larry came in and he continued Go Next. And he's continued to unveil what's to come. So for somebody that's missed the Sunday, uh, we do have a refresher video and I'd like us to play that. Can we play the refresher video? <laughs> what, what am I getting at? Some have thought and hypothesized that perhaps we should, what we are doing now, maybe we should do it much later. When we have a lot more time to address things and do certain things. And I'm saying you don't understand the urgency of the matter. To delay or to linger is to defy our future. Like the lepers of 2 Kings chapter 7, we must not allow the fear of the unknown to freeze us into inaction. But we must trust God as he leads us to navigate the godly changes he wants to bring to our lives as individuals, as professionals, in our careers, in our families, and of course as a ministry. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness. Can I hear an amen? Praise God for that. And all kings, your glory. Why? You shall be called by new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. Let me now get to the part of this message that concerns all of us. And that is that we are branded to change the world. Amen. A vision has to be able to answer the desti destination uh, question. It has to be able to answer the identity question. It has to be able to answer the purpose question or what you're all about. A lot of times, destination becomes difficult if identity and purpose are not properly defined. Okay, so I think that was just a recap of some of the key points you both pulled out. So let's just jump right in. Um, Pastor Bank, you kicked off the series Looking Back, Looking Up, Looking Forward exactly November 21st last year. And um, 
You've had WalkFan for 20 plus years, what we knew as WalkFan, for 20 plus years, and um, with a specific mission and vision in mind. Um, in 2022, uh, we're seeing, um, there's a total turnaround with vision, um, mission, name change, and structure and leadership, essentially. Why? Why is that? Well, President, first of all, let me say, <clears throat> give you a tremendous blessing to the kingdom of God. As I watched the uh, intro to this whole series, I was just sitting back there just marveling at the grace of God. And I just, it just makes me think of how many more people are sitting who are just as gifted, but whose gift is yet to be revealed. So I want to thank God for you. It's almost as if you've been doing this from the day you were born. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, and so I said that to say this. We look back, we look up, and looking forward to discover more gifts. That's the essence of ministry. God's revelation to a person or to a people is always progressive. You go to Genesis in chapter 12, when God spoke to Abraham, he gave him several things. I will bless you, I will make your name great, I will make a fear for great nation. But as you read scriptures, you see God come back in that scripture and to clarify based on the generations in the beginning. So yes, work friend as we knew started years ago, maybe 20 some years ago. So it's 25 plus plus of now. Where were you? What were you doing 25 years ago? Yes. Where were you 25 years ago? Okay. What was your shape 25 years ago? 25 years ago, many of us have raised kids that are not out of college. So I'm saying that to say a lot has happened in 25 years. Therefore, in order to be relevant to the day and time in which we are, it was needful for us to go back and ask God, God, this is where we are. This is where we are. In which way are you taking us forward in order to generation in which we are? All of that reflection led to where we are. Amen? So really, let's carry that over. And you notice the whole mission of your church is the messaging of that same mission that God is important. You cannot say what you need to say 10, 15 years ago to this generation. You have to say what you say. So our messaging has to upgrade to meet the demand of the time. Okay. Um, my next question is for Pastor Larry. Um, he took over the Go Next series really January 23rd. Um, and he's done a phenomenal job. And I do, yeah. <laughs> I do want us to play clip. Um, so can we play clip one? Our, our vision here is we are building a Jesus community to serve the world. Now okay, so Pastor 
Larry, um, can you maybe share with us, you've talked about being a Jesus community and essentially being called to serve the world. Can you share with us some practical steps that we're taking to reach that destination, to reach the destination that Gold Church is trying to get to? wanted to meet with their mayor and all of that. And uh, the only one that responded so far is the mayor of Lawrenceville, and we had a delegation, uh, which was Pastor Bank, uh, Pastor IBK, and uh, Lynette Jackson. They went there to go and talk to uh, the mayor of Lawrenceville, and he gave us some handles on how effective we can serve this community of Lawrenceville. And some of the things, and that was when we even discovered that some of the things we were doing that we thought were even service to our community were actually counterproductive. I'll give you, I'll give you one example of that. Um, remember when we used to do Jesus with skin on? You remember that? Now we thought we were doing a great service. We thought it was a good thing we were doing when we would take all the food and all of that and take them to the motel there and serve all those people. But the guy came and told us that that was counterproductive. That it was not effective to serving the community. Because why? Some of these places that we go are known for trafficking. And so we were servicing or helping those guys to be able to do what they were doing more effectively with less costs. 
So we now have to change strategy. We have to change strategy and all of that to be able to know how to serve our community much better. And they gave us a handle. So th that is one angle of, of, you know, of that. Number two, as a community, as a community of, uh, of churches, we have you know, the uh, Love Outreach Mission. Uh, I, I wanted to you know, just appreciate Pastor Sharon. And, and we have people here who are doing all of that. Like I said in one of my messages, this, uh, this um, uh, law has been beneficial to the people of this community. Yeah. And what we want to do for law is not just sit down and just, you know, um, and um, uh, just continue what we're doing. We're going through numbers every week. We're trying to figure out how best to serve our community, how we can up the game in that area, and you know, really make sure that you know, the, our community feels our impact much more. Because that's one area of ministry that we have found that is really, really, really effective and has been a blessing to you know, our community. And so many other, um, so many other uh, areas that, you know, we, uh, uh, that we're working with that time will not permit me, as at now, to go through them. But I want you to know that behind the scene, there's a lot of works going on. Can I just add yeah. something to that? Uh, and that's why I really, truly appreciate those series of messages, the Go Next. Because it was very important after the rebranding, where we re-articulate the vision statement. We are a Jesus community to serve the world. So for me as a congregationist, the question in my mind would have been, what is a Jesus community? You see, because we throw words out that are just like, you know, Christianese, and we assume that everybody understands what we mean. But those series of messages helped us identify and clarify, number one, what is the Jesus community? What is expected of this community? How does this community, in fact, serve the world? Mm. We've got to define that. Because the Jesus community is our destination. But the journey to get there must be clearly articulated so that everybody who is hearing it will understand it and determine that they want to embrace it so that together as a community, we can truly serve the world. So that's why those series of messages were very, very clear. -cut. To me, those were the best messages. Thank you for that. Um, so in continuation of the Jesus community factor, um, Pastor Larry touched on we most likely would deal with a mess, what he described as a mess. And I want us to play clip two. <laughs> Is what we know is that when everyone is welcomed, you cannot but deal with a mess. Mm. When everyone is welcome, there's always a mess. A question for both of you can answer this is how can you further unpack how we can how we how we can handle this mess, or did we mishandle it in the past? Hmm. Let me answer the past. Let him answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I was want to say definitely in the past we did not handle it correctly for many various reasons. Maturity, messaging, and again not understanding what the Jesus community is all about. Because most people that come to church think church folk 
are perfect people. Because when we walk through those doors, we put on a perfect face. The mask. We use the Christianese. I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay? So we all leave our dirty laundry outside of the door. So, oh yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in the past we mishandled. But now I'm going to let you deal with the person. <laughs> all right, yeah. So um, the truth about it is there will always be a mess. And one of the reasons why I said there will always be a mess is that we're not perfect. All right? We, we are not perfect as individuals in our actions. And we're not perfect in, as individuals in our responses to the actions, especially to other people and all of that. And, uh, and when, I, when I mean a mess, I don't mean, I don't mean it in a, in a derogatory or this. It's just that, that just some imperfections that we will have to expect and accommodate. All right? We have to create room in our hearts to accommodate uh, those imperfections. And that's why one of the very first messages, I, you know, one of the very first uh, series in, in those series was that we, in dealing with these imperfections, right, we have to understand to manage the tension between truth and grace, or grace and truth. All right? Because why? If you have a place in your heart to manage grace and truth, because um, truth is what? Is this is how it's supposed to be done. No more, no less. And if we, if we do that, if all that we're looking at, all that we're handling is truth, guess what? We're going to break a lot of things, break a lot of people that are almost, you know, uh, uh, not amenable. And in some certain issues, in some certain situations where you have those kind of functions, instead of bringing grace and instead of bringing truth there, you support your truth with grace, which is just like God has dealt with us. Amen. God has related with us. God has the truth. God has the right to send us to hell. He has the right to abandon us and create something else. All right. I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen families where, uh, you know, the father goes away, goes to start a new family. Because he feels that this one is imperfect and it is not meeting his standards. And he doesn't think that things can be fixed in this one. So he goes away to go on. Instead of him handling the mess, fixing the mess, correcting everything that's supposed to be corrected. Then, you know, he goes to start a new family. And then, only for him to now discover that human beings are the same everywhere. I know that's right. right? You go in here, you think that this one is bad. And then you go in and you find out this is really, really worse than where I was coming from. So what we're saying is that we have to accommodate ourselves, one another, in terms of how we respond, I mean, how we act and how we respond. But again, there was a caveat to that, that even though we are not all perfect, but we are all growing. Because on, on one end, thank you. On one end, it is easy for you to just say, oh, I'm not perfect. And they say they accept every perfect person. And then, oh, okay, there's no need for me to grow. No, we need to grow up. Yes. All right? Yes. I don't know if I answered your question. Yes, you did. Okay. And um, I'll ask this question real quick, and then we'll take two online questions. Um, so we talked about, um, Pastor Bank, you, you led the series Looking Back, Looking Up, Looking Forward. And there's a scripture that actually says, Matthew 9, 17, no one puts new wine into old wine so it doesn't burst. Um, I want us to play clip three real quick. Change is not a rejection of who we were. Rather, it is a redirection of the future that God has for us. Now,
So my question for you is, is there any aspect of WalkFan that we're carrying over even as, and how do we merge the scripture wow. with that? That's why you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We want, you see, in, in, in everything we do, you just don't destroy the old because it's old. You always find that which is relevant and good and bring into the new move, whatever it is that God is doing. Same thing with scriptures. Uh, old covenant, new covenant. Uh, we know that throughout the old covenant, uh, it, it was a pointer to Jesus. All the principles taught were Jesus, Jesus for the future. So we just don't say we don't read the Old Testament any longer because it's now old. No. So to answer your point correctly, of course, go church will always be a church that is totally word disciplined. Yeah. And we brought that from the old. Amen. Totally, completely word focused and word disciplined. Now, let me just quickly touch on something Pastor Lani mentioned with regards to well, us not being perfect. It's important for all of us to recognize and not forget the gospel that saved us. Amen. Let, let, let me make that point very, very clear. The reason we have little tolerance for those that are not perfect is because we are forgetful hearers. Hmm. In other words, we forget the gospel that saved us. Yeah. Because when that gospel saved us, we were not right. We were not perfect. We were sinners. We were people who were given and prone to errors, rebellion, and disobedience. So when we see people come through these doors, and they don't fit our standards, so to say, because most of us are recovering Pharisees. <laughs> we are recovering as a Pharisee. We have our standards. We have our rules. And so if anybody don't fit, Immediately we judge them. We don't recognize that God does not judge us. And if he has not judged us, what gives us the right to judge somebody else? We do that because we forget the gospel that saved us. I just want to make sure I want to make that point. And because if we are going to be a Jesus community that is thriving, we must love one another, embrace one another, while we continue to grow and correct one another in love. Okay, um, at this time we'll take two online questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to read two questions that I think Pastor just addressed. Um, are missions still a heavy part of our focus? And so are we a brand new church now? I guess Pastor just answered those. So, okay. focus. And so are we a brand new church now? <laughs> I guess Pastor just answered those. <laughs> Don't worry, angels are joining us. That's all. <laughs> okay. um, one of the strong groups of the ministry of Jesus when he was on earth was the women. They were the first to confirm and see the resurrected Christ. Wow. My question when would the Go Church Women group? Or ministry rebrand start to play their group role. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I'm very glad I have capable assistance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
we, we, we recognize the fact that, you know, the women always play an important role and we don't want to uh, minimize any role. And again, we, we, we uh, not just only the women, uh, the men play a very important role. The children play a very important role. And all these things have to be, um, have, to come, have to come to a point where they, they play their role in uh, the women's ministry. But as things go on and as, as we, uh, as, uh, before I answer this now, let me, let me go back to one of the questions that was asked and just, you know, pivot from there. And that is, is this a brand new church? All right. While, uh, what I would say to that is that we're putting a reset button on everything that we're doing. And so, even though we came from Walkman and we're Go Church, there are still certain things that we're carrying on. However, we're not carrying them on exactly the way they were then because uh, they, they will not be able to serve the purpose for which uh, this new, in the new context now, they will not be able to serve the purpose and all of that. So what we're doing, uh, women's ministry is one of those things that we're trying to set a reset, yeah, we're putting a reset button on also. And so that, you know, we bring it over to where we are. And we have people who are working currently on the women's ministry. How would she go? What are the things that, you know, we want them to do? What are the parameters? Because you don't just want to set things or right now, the way we do things. We don't just want to have things because we have them. Victory Church has this. This church has that. And we want to do that. We want every church, every, every department, every activity that we have to play a contributing role to the overall goal that we want. And that's why everything that we're doing, we have to redefine them. And so women's ministry is one of the things that we are redefining. People are working with, and I've, I cannot give you an exact date, but I can assure you that something is cooking on there, and you know, before long you'll see it. We'll take one more. Okay. Um, Rebranding is an expensive venture, since you will discard many things that bear the old name and replace them. When shall we see the big signposts of the Go Church and the lineup of global flags of nations? Because of cost, <laughs> what is the leadership doing to involve, involve move women and fellowship groups for the visibility of this rebrand? Amen. Amen. All right. All of those are Pastor Larry's questions. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Um, Concerning the sign out there, the marquee, let me start from there. If you go out there, you know that the old sign is down, right? The old um, structure is down, and you know, we're in the process of you know, uh, getting a new one. And um, that also, I'm not gonna give you specifics in terms of you know, the actual, but in a few weeks, we're gonna see a new sign rising up there. We just took out that sign this week. We took out you know, the um, um, old sign this week. But um, when it comes to uh, the women, men, and you know all the other ministries, right? There are specific roles that everyone should play, and we're working assiduously, you know, uh, behind the ground, you know, behind the scene, to make sure that um, to make sure that all these contributions that they bring in, you know, does happen. However, we will need all and sundry to actually participate in all these things. Say, for instance. Um, you know, I thank God for our children's ministry. Our children's ministry has been rebranded. We are working, we are talking behind the scene, and things are going to start happening. We have some things in mind that we're planning, uh, some things in the past that we had done that uh, were good and want to uh, bring them on. We talked about it, you know, we had a meeting about um, 
uh, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? And, and one of the things we are looking at is uh, something like uh, Vacation Bible School, which we did some years back and was really, really effective. But because of personnel, we were not able to continue in that direction. So one of those things is that it's going to serve our community. We, 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 think we thought it served our community very well, and we want to bring it back. We want to see how we can bring that back. And well. So a lot of things are going on, and I thank God for the children's ministry. But now for the youth ministry, um, that also has a part to play in the new role, that we, in the new church, in the new environment that we're in. But the challenge is we need people, we need all of you, every one of you, to be able to stand up. Right? Stand up and join us. It's not only about the leadership alone, what is the leadership is, what the leadership is going to do or what the leadership wants to do. It's about all of us. And I want all of us to ask ourselves this question. This is Go Church. Our vision is that we're building a Jesus community to serve the world. You need to ask yourself this question. What is my role in this new dispensation? All right? The men's ministry is active, yes. very active. However, participation is not to the optimum that we should have them. Yes. We need to stand up. Amen. <laughs> Everybody responds to what, where the shoe pinches, right? <laughs> so, in other words, what I'm saying is that we're, we're preparing. Women's ministry, there are people that are working underground to bring um, to bring to bring the change that we want the men's ministry we're active things are working changes are happening but we need more participation children's ministry whatever area there are things that we need for them to bring to be a to make this thing work as much as it should but we need to each ask ourselves the question lord what is my role here and if you hear that, what God, whatever God tells you, you need to act upon it so that we can all go. Because when we say we're a Jesus community, it's not an individual thing. It's a community thing. That's why we call it a community. All right? It's not an individual thing. It's not just, you know, the leader, the, uh, this thing and all that, but it's a community. What are we going to do as a community to make sure that all these things that we're putting together works and leads us to where we need to get to? Just quickly on that marquee, just let me add to what Pastor Larry said. You guys need to know that we had that factor in to the grand opening day. That sign should have been up at that time, but there was a breach, a breakdown between the Gwinnett County uh, computer system and the contractor that threw us off schedule. So that's the reason for which the sign is not on. So you guys need to know we were thinking about it, we planned for it, and, but the, we couldn't do anything about the breach. It happened, Gwinnett County and the contractor uh, that had a miscue, and that's why the thing is delayed. But we are hopeful it should be up in the next couple of weeks. Amen. And then, sorry, before you go, I know they, they asked something about, you know, it takes a lot of money to rebrand, right? Yes, it takes a lot of money to rebrand. And I need to replenish. So I'm counting a lot of that's wonderful. Amen. So um, at this time, I would like to urge everyone to start coming up to the mic slowly. Uh, we'll start thinking about your questions as we wrap up this um, segment. Um, so I want us to play another clip um, because Pastor Ben, you talked about something Mr. Victor Oladuko advised you about, <laughs> advised you on. And um, can we play clip four? He said, Pastor, I want to suggest to you that you need to rebrand and rename yourself, not losing your core principles, your core vision, and maintaining whatever it is God has given you. 
So I want to ask, is that what we've done? What kind of community were we before if we're just a, we're a Jesus community? What were we before? Okay. Now, this clip will get you in trouble. <laughs> no, but seriously. So before, if you, if you remember, our vision statement was building a strong family that serves the global community. Uh, the global, yeah, the global community. So the emphasis was building a strong family, okay? Now, when you look at that and you put it side by side with, with this new vision statement, that vision statement, the emphasis was building a strong family, which is good, and we're still gonna be doing that. But we are doing that now within the concept of the overall community of Jesus followers. So while we've restated the vision statement, we've made it uh, larger and more inclusive. Really, that's what it is. Because it, it, when you look at the language building a strong family, immediately if I'm single, I feel left out. If I'm divorced, immediately I feel like, mm, well, I'm not really a family. Uh, you, you know, so, so there were many things about strong, building a strong family that, did, that was not as inclusive as it is building a Jesus community. Because when you look at it, Jesus is committed from the scriptures. He included men, women, those that were not so perfect. Mary Magdalene comes to mind, of whom Jesus cast out seven demons. Yeah. I mean, if somebody walked through this door and said, I have seven demons. <laughs> Many of us who are recovering Pharisees <laughs> will immediately recall as, oh, demons, you know. So, so, so the issue of community is more inclusive only redefined by saying we are a Jesus community, not just any community. We are lovers and followers of Jesus Christ, and that's what's brought us together as a community. So that's, that's the emphasis. That's where we want to go. Okay. Um, I, and I, I will say one more time, I do want you to start stepping up to the mic. Um, if you don't have a question, your thoughts, your comments, um, we want to hear from you. Um, let's touch on areas of need. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I really want us to go a lot more into that. Um, just because I know we're one body and we can't do this. The leaders just can't do this alone. So let's touch on that. Areas of needs. Okay. You want to go first? <laughs> it's on you, man. <laughs> um, areas of need. A lot of things that we need to do. We need to do a lot of things. And um, um, first of all, the, 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 because you know, when, I, when, I, when I go to bed, um, not what, what, what fears I have. I, you know, I, I really don't have fears. I really don't have, um, I really don't have uh, that much of a concern whether this venture is going to be successful. No, I don't have that uh, in my heart. I know that you know, God is in this. And because he's in this, you know, we're going to end up where God wants us to end up. Amen. All right? So I don't have that. But always my, my concern is this thing that God has called us to do, building a Jesus community, are we going to be able to stand up to it as a community of people, as uh, part of this, you know, uh, uh, this body and all of that, are we going to be able to stand up and fulfill what God wants us to do? Now, for me, I'm ready. I don't know about you, you know, but I think everybody needs to 
uh, sit down and, and, and make up their mind as to uh, what uh, is going to happen. But the thing is, for this community to try, for this community to be successful, uh, there are so many things that we all have to come on board and, you know, uh, and just put, put, put our hands on the plow and all that. Say for one, um, uh, we need deep benches in different areas of ministry. Right? When I talk about deep benches, we have people who work in children's ministry. Say, say for instance, uh, for middle school, I only have a Lamide who's been there for almost two years now. All right? And for, for over two years, she's done that without break, without except, you know, the few times that she just, you know, takes off on me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she has done that. She has, uh, and, she, and sometimes she needs a break. I don't want somebody to come to church and feel that all that I want to do in church is to work. All right? I want somebody also, I want them to come to church to come and sit down and listen to the word of God and hear God speak to them also so that they can also grow. Now, there's something about uh, listening to tape after the church, which is good. But also, there's something really, really solid about you sitting down having the opportunity to also hear the word of God and it's not like, oh, it's just, you know, I, I just come to church to, you know, to walk and all of that, you know? But if we have people who can stand up to that, right? Who can, who can stand up to that, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, and sometimes many of the things that we do in church, we don't know how important it is. I was going through, you know, Facebook recently. I was going through Facebook recently and uh, the man who taught me in Sunday school, uh, one of the most impactful person in my life, right? Who taught me because I didn't, my parents did not go to church. But we had this man who will go around the neighborhood and pick us up and we'll go to Sunday school. You know, the man just died at it or something. And I was, looking, I was looking back and looking at some of the people that, you know, that he, he has raised up, uh, that went under him, went through him and all of that. And there's so many of us that are pastors. Wow. You, you don't know the man. I, I could show you the picture of the man. I could call the name of the man. And, all that. and he means nothing to you. But somehow, I hope that because I'm here, I have, the man has been able to impact you one way or the other. Amen. Yes. Because without what the man did to me as a child, when you go to my house, pick me up, it is, uh, uh, they, they used to call the car that time Moscovish. There was one, hey. one, one Don't <laughs> mention it though. No. It's made in Russia. Yes. <laughs> That's why I didn't mention the name of the place where it was made, right? So they, he used to bring the car to come and pick children up and take us. And with that, we're so excited. And I've never left church since that, since that time. All right? Since I was a child. Because that man put something in me. What I'm saying today is, what is it in this church that God, you know, has your mind on? Don't do things because of people. Do Let me say this. Okay. Maybe yes. Your mind may not be on it. Yes. Okay. But you have the gift and the talent to deliver that ministry or that service. Your, your, your mind is not on it because you're not thinking about it. Yes. But do you have a gift? Yeah. Are you talented in any area that can serve this community? Because we need volunteers. Yeah. That's what it's talking about. So sometimes we are not thinking about it, but I'm asking you, do you have a gift that you can bring to bear to advance the purpose of the community that we all belong to. Amen. That's the bottom line. Amen. And then I think you have a second point. What else do you need? Oh, and money, 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 money. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, ha I have a second point. I, I, just, I just need us to, you know, I just need us to stand up uh, in terms of our, our giving, yeah. all right? Uh, 
maybe I should just, you know, bail the cat here before, you know, I didn't, we didn't plan, I didn't plan to say this before, but we we're planning to do, uh, you know, periodically to come back to you and tell you, you know, what our state of, you know, uh, our state is in terms of, you know, our finance. So we'll be doing it sometimes for the first quarter. We'll do it, we'll do the first quarter very soon. All right, to just show you how things are going and all of that. But uh, COVID has impacted us, and it did not impact us, you know, uh, positively in some sense. In some other sense, yes, it did, it did uh, impact us. Listen, but COVID has impacted us, and uh, one of the ways it has impacted us is, you know, in the area of our finances. And we just want people to stand up the more and just be sacrificial and just listen to God and open your heart to what God will have you do in what we're doing so that we can keep this community going and thriving, not just going, but thriving also. Amen. Right. Amen. Um, so quickly, I just want us to play, to kind of watch the unveiling of the name, and we can just play the, um, the first minute of the clip, um, maybe not all, so we can get into the question. Clip five. Are you ready? It's just like God that in the new year we also get a new name. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. The old name work fan. As of this minute, legally, spiritually, yes. your new name yes. shall be called. Yes. Global. Yeah, we'll have our first in-house question. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. My name is um, I think this question is more aligned with the Go Next series, but if Pastor Bank wants to chime in, he can. Mm -hmm. Basically, when you were talking about we are um, imperfect in the community, but everybody has room to grow, when talking in terms of you know making new friends or starting new relationships, how do you balance between giving people that grace and understanding that they don't want to grow? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right, I will make an attempt to answer uh, <laughs> to, to answer that. Now, you must always have it in mind that I, I think part of which Pastor Bank had already you know, uh, uh, touched on, I think part of the problem that we have is that we just, uh, we, we probably see ourselves in the mirror sometimes and we don't really comprehend who that is or because in our mind, we think differently. Like somebody says, we judge ourselves by our uh, intentions, intentions, but judge other people by their actions, all right? So now I just want to talk about the balance. You're talking about the balance between somebody who you want to make new friends with and they are not growing, right? And all of that. Now, there are, there are um, I think I touched on it when, you know, when uh, I was talking here, part of you know, the, the series in that, in, in that issue, that when, um, we, we have to come to a point where we know that just like God, we cannot give up on people. That's right. All right? 
we, we just cannot give up on people uh, because of their imperfection. And the Bible even tells us through, you know, what Jesus says. He says, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. All right? In other words, you can be friends with people, and they don't impact you or influence you, but you're rather looking for a way of influencing them because you're actually the salt who is going to salt the world. That's why I called you the salt. It calls you the light that is going to light other people. So in saying that again, in saying, in saying what I'm saying, uh, the only time that I would say, you know, uh, be cautious in dealing with people is, like Paul told us, when, when people begin to cause divisions, when they begin to, you know, uh, when they begin to cause division among brethren, they begin to, uh, you know, uh, make you feel, or make, want to pull you away from, you know, what you really, the very core of what you are doing, then you begin, you, then I was okay, begin to get cautious, and begin to you know, be, uh, uh, um, be careful in the way you deal and you relate with them, all right? But uh, the fact that somebody is not perfect does not mean they don't deserve to be friends, you know, you don't deserve to be friends with them, all right? There are people, you know, I have friends who are not Christians. I have friends who are, you know, who, who are Muslims. I have friends who are Christians. I have friends who are this thing. But the thing is, I want my life to be an impact, to influence you know, the people that are around me, no matter who they are. And in some way, sometimes, it doesn't really even mean that, you know, what you are going to do is going to be a heavy thing like that. Sometimes it's just, you know, the little kindness here, the little goodness here, the little love here that begins to impact and to change people. So what I'm trying to say is, don't just decide, oh, okay, this person does not think like I think. This person does not, uh, this person is not as perfect as I think they should be perfect, and therefore, I just discard them. I don't so, know if I made sense. So to add to what he's saying, everything he said, which is all correct, keep on loving them, but don't compromise your values. Yes. You keep on loving the individual, but you draw the line not to compromise your kingdom values. That's the bottom line. Yeah. That's as clear and as short as I can put it. And you know that because if they're asking you to do or be involved in something that violates your kingdom values, ah, honey, you know, I love you, I, I understand where you come from, but I really can't do that because that's not who I am. Who I am. Simple. Uh, one follow-up to that, I guess more what I'm saying is like, when you're being that friend in the Jesus community and they're not reciprocating the same things that you provide for them, uh, when do you feel like you should, you know, you don't want to give up on that person, but at the same time, you you need to, you know, there needs to be some type of resolution type situation. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So now I'm, I'm hearing you now addressing within the Jesus, Jesus community. Okay. And you are loving this person. You are doing what you know to do to... Uh, to be kind and loving to them, but you're not getting any uh, response back to them. That's where speaking the truth in love comes in. Uh, and this is a, a very, very important area for all of us. When I say all of us, I mean all of us. Well, this is what I found out in my time, in my tenure, uh, in pastoring. Everybody wants the pastor to correct things, but nobody wants to own correcting an individual on their own. That's not being Christian. Yeah. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. That's been a hypocrite. Because if you see it, you deal with it. Absolutely. So the, the, the issue is things have, and he said it, 
it has to be dealt with with grace and truth. John 1, 17, he didn't say truth and grace. Grace and truth. Truth must, for, for truth only rides on the rail of grace. Do you hear what I'm saying? In other words, love precedes the correction. Love that can be perceived from the individual, not just your abstract love. I love you, I love Pixar, I love my dog. No, that's not the kind of love I'm talking about. Tangible love that the individual cannot miss. In other words, you deposit change in their pocket. And then you speak that truth to them. And the way in which you say it is also very, very important. You just don't bark truth. Oh, you are saying that. No. That's, if you are barking, then they're going to bark back at you. Now, I must also tell you that if you say it in, with gentility, it does not always guarantee that the person will respond like So I'm not giving you any guarantees. All I'm giving you is the Jesus guarantee. And that's all your, you, that, that's, that's your only responsibility, to speak the truth in love. To be able to say to the person, if, if, okay, Pastor Bank, you know I've been saying this to you, X, Y, Z, and you don't seem to be responding. Am I missing something? Say it. Say it. Our challenge, our fear is we don't want to be vulnerable. We are afraid that when we speak the truth, they will not like us, or they will talk about this person already is not looking like they like you. <laughs> so what you got to lose? Like my friend, number 45 said. <laughs> what you got to lose? You know, but the point is, make sure you establish a safety zone. You speak it in love, and you really sincerely mean the thing in love. And that's all you can do. Once you've spoken it, you're no longer responsible. You're done. Rock up. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, I just want to address something that Pastor Lamry said. This is just a comment. And I just want to, number one, say thank you. I really appreciate you addressing the youth and children's ministries because I'm in youth ministry. Okay. And it just really, um, it really gave me confidence in the church that you guys are doing something. It just, you know, everything is a process. It just—it gave me confidence that I know that, like, okay, church is actually doing something. And it really encouraged me. And I also just want to speak to everyone in the church and um, just uh, to support what Pastor Lamar said. You know, our youth is so important, especially this day and age where you have Amen. so many things coming at us. Um, so many more attacks you have the internet which can be very useful and also very harmful depending on how you use it and so i just want to encourage everyone here that um youth children we need you Amen. you know everyone on this earth wants to leave a legacy Amen. for hmm. those that come after them and uh, i just want to encourage everyone to look inside yourself and see what legacy do you want to live because the reality is that we are your future. The children are, are your future. Wow. And in order to secure your future, you have to invest in it. Amen. You have wow. to build it. Amen. You have to spend time. Amen. You have to guide it. <laughs> in order for your future to be secured. So please, 
I'm 16 years old and I thank God for my parents. Amen. <laughs> and for and for into Revelation and for into a long day because they always encourage me. Don't let anyone despise your youth. You know, have that relationship with God. There is no little Holy Spirit and there's no big Holy Spirit. It's just one Holy Spirit. And that's just the mentors in my life. That's what they've done. They just totally changed the trajectory of my faith. They gave me that guidance. So imagine what all these other children, how much they benefit if they had that mentorship, that leadership, that they have someone investing in them, saying, I'm with you, I'm helping you. I know how much it's helped me in my life, and I thank God for the relationship I have with God now a lot because of my parents and what they put in me. So I just want to encourage everyone, please leave a legacy for your children, for your future, please. For all the children, for all the young people out there, I'm speaking for them too. I just want to encourage everyone, leave a legacy for us. Amen. Please help us. <laughs> Sorry, before, before, before you say anything, I just, I, I, you know, um, what, what you just said now is, um, is, is the summary of everything. We can just go home now and just, you know, and, 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 and just this thing. You see, one thing that has, you know, one thing that has, uh, that has been my drive, you know, in everything that I've done and all of that is, you know, uh, talking to the younger people and, you know, relating with younger people and all of that and be able to mentor people and, and bring them, you know, to where we are or where they should be and give them the guidance that, um, that they need. Uh, please, 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 by, I know by next Sunday, if I, with what has happened now, by next Sunday when I come here, I think we should be able to start our youth church again. Amen. Because I should have had the volunteers of every, uh, of the people that, but, I, but you don't know what impact you are going to create when you deal with somebody, or when you deal with all these younger people. Amen. If you're an adult and you're not, you don't have people you are pouring into, there's a problem. Yep. You need to go around and look for mentees. Tell kids, you, I want to mentor you. After raising your own children, you are not done. Amen. There's still room for more. Amen. Very true. Amen. So, what I am saying is that this is really, really, really important. The day, the day we did the ordination, the day we, we did the ordination, there was a man who came here, who was Pastor Emmanuel, who came here. You know, I grew up, you know, he, he was an adult. I grew up, you know, when I was a, when he, he was living, you know, we're neighbors. But his life, the way he lived his life, was one thing I always wanted because my parents did not have it. And I saw that example. And when he became born again, he took us on his wings. And everything I did, you know, from my teenage years, because he, he actually carried me from my teenage years, a lot of the things that I did in terms of my Christian life, my, uh, this thing, some of the things I'm doing now, that guy had an impact. He had, he had an imprint on my life. And I'll tell you something. Two or three years ago, in some kind of way, I don't know what happened, some, in some kind of miraculous way and all that, about three or four of us came together from all over the world. 
And we just started talking about our lives and all of that. About three or four years ago, we just started talking about our lives and all of that. And one thing we all kept back going to was Pastor Emmanuel. And I told them, do you know that the guy is in Atlanta now? He lives in Atlanta now. And they said, wow, he lives in Atlanta? We all live together. And so we all got up and went there to go and thank him officially for what he had done for us over 30, 40 years ago. You don't know, and, and the man is a banker. He's not a children's church ministry. He's not a children's church ministry executive. He don't learn it in, 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 in seminary. So please, I want us to stand up. Yeah. Do something. It's only maybe, maybe an hour a week or something that you, know, that you can go. And even outside that, it doesn't end in church. Yeah. Look for a younger person that you can pour something into. <laughs> Mentor people. Let them see Christ in you because sometimes you just read the Bible to them, they don't really understand until they see it. And it's going to be in how much you are doing to them. So thank you, Abigail, for that. So, Pastor Larry said that to you as a pastor. Now let me say to you as a father, don't waste your life. I'm done. Okay, so at this time we'll take another in-house question and then we'll shift over to online. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, good morning again, uh, Go Church. Um, I, I want to bless the Lord for our leadership and what they have done. I think we should really appreciate them. These are the people that God had called and in obedience they have yielded. And I bet you they've left many comfortable aspects of their lives to really serve us so that we will know the God that they know. We'll praise the Lord for you, sir. And uh, my question is a quick one. Um, Pastor Larry, you mentioned earlier on that you had a meeting with Gwinnett officials and they helped to be able to redirect our program, uh, program so that there will be more people focused. My question is, is this a one-time meeting or is this going to be a series of continuous meeting or periodic meeting so that they'll be able to assess how effective our goals in reaching the people of good age? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, maybe I brought it there because yes, I was there. Yeah. because you were there, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was in that meeting and so we're waiting on them for a feedback based on that meeting. Uh, they promised us a few things, uh, and uh, those things fit in the DNA of who we are as far as area of ministry to serve. Uh, but they're going to take some initiatives to do some things, and we're waiting for those things to, to happen. And if we don't hear back from them in a few weeks, we're going to go back and just remind them of those things because these are very, very, very important things that were on the table. Vis-a-vis, uh, -vis, first of all, uh, they told us very clearly that all Gwinnett students, uh, by the time they get high school, they were all in failing grade. And part of the reasons was because of some things that were happening at home. And their goal is to try to stop that failure before they get high school. Because by the time you get, get to high school, it's already too late. So those are kind of the things, that, some of the things the guy put on the table. He's a Christian, uh, he's very energized, and was very happy that we came forward and is looking forward to working with us. Yes. Okay, so we'll take um, a couple more online questions because of time. We'll take like two or three. Okay. Um, for the volunteer question, 
we can go to the website. It is go-church.org slash volunteer. We have a team guide. It has every area of ministry that we have and also has another um, box where you can indicate where you want to serve. It's on the screen. If you just take your time to write it down, go-church.org slash volunteer. Um, question. Are grace groups staying the same and how do I join? Good. I will answer that. Yes. Um, grace groups now, the way, you know, the way uh, we're trying to think it out or the way we're trying to, you know, uh, get it going is we, we want grace groups to be uh, what we have now, we're not taking them away because we have seen the impact that some of them, you know, some of the ones that are functioning now that they have and all of that. So we're not taking it, we're not taking them away. However, we want to put some additions to that. In other words, uh, I'm talking about, um, we want to create uh, grace groups that will address certain issues, right? So say for instance, um, sometimes we might need a grace group on how to raise our kids. We might need a grace group on uh, young marriage, you know, people who are just getting into marriage. What do they do? How do they handle, um, you know, challenges of marriage and all of this kind of stuff? Um, maybe things about, you know, finance, different things. So we're looking to introduce all those ones, but those ones, in addition to what we have, that are constant grace groups, that, you know, you have a group that are permanent where you relate or you interact. We also have these other uh, things coming up whereby we're looking at you addressing some certain issues of life at a particular time, and then we move on to some other things, and then maybe we can come back if the need uh, happens. And if you want to join them, can you just, you, you have the, um, okay, it's up there. Grace Groups at go-church.org. Send an email to gracegroups at go-church.org. Okay, next question. Go next. Everyone is welcome. How do you reconcile this with the, with the Matthew verse on church discipline? That's Matthew 18, 15 through 17. Is everyone always welcome? How is this different? Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, of all the uh, titles and all the series, this one area where I got a lot of questions, I don't know why <laughs> that is such a, you know, that is such a problem. Uh, but I, I can understand also. And when we say everyone is welcomed, we are taking it from, we are taking a leap from what Jesus said. He died for everyone. Absolutely. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. There's a whoso clause there that everyone that has to do with, you know, uh, everyone that is alive, if you come to Jesus, there's no way he's going to reject you. And we are the representative of Jesus Christ here. And we cannot pick and choose who will go into the kingdom. Yeah. It's not in our place to do that. So when we say everyone is welcome, we really mean everyone is welcome because of what Jesus has done. It's not left to us. It's not subject to us. It is what God has determined. Now, for, for church discipline, that's a completely different thing. Amen. All right? That's right. It does not negate that, you know, there has to be a church display or, you know, people don't have to be disciplined, right? But you cannot stop people from coming into the kingdom. You cannot stop people from making mistakes. Unfortunately, it's not, you know, uh, it's not our responsibility to do. I don't know if I, mm -hmm. if I, if I, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll take one more and then we'll take on this question and we'll close it out because of mm -hmm. time. 
How can an online member be part of the Go experience? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All these wonderful questions for Pastor Larry this morning. <laughs> wonderful. I came out here because we talk about Grace Group. What I wanted to ask is with all of the Grace Group that we have over the years, do we have a way to measure the effectiveness of these classes? For example, you do a class maybe for like three to six months, and then you kind of survey the, the, the members to see how has that class or that teaching really impacted them? So the reason why I'm asking this, since we started the Grace Group, we have what is called the Grace Reality. That class, you can ask any of the members in that class. That is really a foundation of a believer. And what I'm asking is, I'm not saying that, um, basically what I would like is, we want to bring that Grace Reality. For me, I have grown in that class. And I can attest to you, you can ask any of the members in that class to tell you what that class has really done to them. Yeah. We even have people that don't even attend this class now. They join us on Zoom. He has really, really impacted my life in a very, very spiritual way. So what I would like for you to do, yes, we have all these grace groups. We need to measure them. We need to have a way to ask the people, what are the classes doing for you? We need testimonies of all these classes before you embark on another class or all of the classes you have. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. let's quickly speak to the online members and then we'll touch on the. Okay, yes. Okay. All right. I will answer both questions now. <laughs> Now, the, the, you know, for the, for the online church, we, we have realized that... Okay, let's let, let, just, just, just let her... Okay, okay, just, just, give, just permit her to do that. Okay. Um, like Pastor Shade said, we've had this um, grace group before. We've had exercise group, we've had... Um, uh, young people group, newlywed group or marriage group, and I don't think they really function well. So what are we going to do differently this time to make sure that they function? Okay, I will answer all three questions together. I'll, I'll match them together. <laughs> so, number one, I'll answer the question of, you know, the online church first. Uh, the online, we have, we have discovered that life is not the same anymore. Life has changed, yeah. all right? So uh, the people you are going to have access to are not just going to be the people that will come here. Um, and so you have to make room for reaching people, uh, you know, um, uh, online also. You have to create a church or an online experience whereby um, people, all that they will do, you know, that's just life. The, a lot of them, some people will not know. People told us that, you know, because of COVID, people are not coming back to church anymore, all right? Or people are not going to come to church. Some people, there's an attrition <laughs> in all of that. But yet, there are still people that we need to reach. And in fact, if you, if you look at the world, the way the world is going, the way things are going, you know, Target has an online store. They have a, you know, brick, brick and mortar store. 
right? Uh, Costco does the same thing, and all of these people, they do the same thing and all that. And we're not taking a cue from, from, from the world, but sometimes the Bible tells us that the children of this world are in their own generation wiser than the sons of men and all of that. And so, in the same way also, we need to create uh, this online thing. And that's why we're creating, um, you know, we're trying to create an online experience and all that. But again, I need money to increase the technology. All right, because what we, what we have been able to achieve with what we have, in my own opinion, is phenomenal yes, in terms of our online presence. Because, we, you know, we're really, we're really working with almost nothing. All right, so to be able to increase our experience there, to be able to increase our presence and all of that, we need, you know, we, we need to improve on our technology, we need to improve on what we have and all that. But that is not to say that we're not doing well so far, all right? Or we don't have, I mean, we're not present there. We're much more present than we were, you know, in, in previous times. So all you just need to do, there's a place on, you know, on the online thing that, there's, you know, there's a place in the online thing, just indicate that you're an online person. And then we'll have somebody to you know, take you through the process, go through all the classes and all of that. We've done that uh, virtually. We've, there are people that we have done, you know, uh, 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 members in progress or members in process classes with, virtually and all of that. We'll do all those online classes with you. I mean, if, if, that's, what you, if that's your uh, preferred choice, we'll do all of that. And you know, we'll, we'll get you going and all of that, and we'll get you registered as a member of the church. I don't know if that answered that, if, if I... Yes, yes. Now, okay. get on grace reality. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, the, the, the other part is, the reason why we want to do all of these things, and I'll just answer the two together, right? The reason why we want to do all of this is, uh, one of the motivation is because of the success of the grace reality class, whereby um, we have come to realize that it has impacted a lot of people. Because, yes, I know people do it by Zoom, people who don't even come here, you know, they are part of, you know, the gross realities, and it has happened. And what we want to do is replicate that in other areas, replicate that in different areas of our, those are foundational classes, all right? And there may be other areas where people have need and all of that, that we need to replicate also in different areas, and that is why we're doing that. And the reason we did it before, the reason why it was, one of the reasons why it was not successful was because unlike Dr. York. A lot of us that had, you know, that had classes on that did not own it like him. Yep. He owned it. And that is why in addition to, you know, um, in addition to uh, you volunteering, anywhere you're volunteering, I want you to own it. It should be your thing, just like he took it as his own thing. And then we're mm. seeing the fruits, we're seeing the results everywhere. And you know, I hear about that class, it's like magic is happening there. <laughs> but, but, but the truth about it is that the magic is that there was somebody who owned it. He was responsible for the materials, he was responsible for the class, he did the research. What is going to be something that is going to uh, uh, bless my people? He will go on and look for them, get materials, get things, spend time to write out the whole thing and all that, and then teach it. And apart from that, he's not just teaching it, he's making other people own it too, the people within the class too, all right? They're owning it, that's why you have somebody, you know, at different points of time, you know, you're challenged to lead the class, to teach the class, to be responsible for the class. And that is one of the things that we actually want to look at and replicate. So when I say we're going to replicate it, it's not that we're going to set up 40 different classes at the same time. That's not, that's not the issue. We want to go gradually, organically, 
and grow in that sense. If it is just one more we are going to add to it, we'll do that. If that's all we can do now, we'll do that. But we just need to make sure that the same success that we have experienced here, we need to experience it in, in other areas of, you know, of our spiritual lives. Let, let me just add one last thing to what Pastor Larry just said. Um, <clears throat> everything that's been said about the grace reality is absolutely, positively correct. Uh, it's been the most radical, transformative tool that we have right now in this church. Yes. Uh, I know Dr. Nofel for many years, uh, you know, it's been an incredible uh, model of what the Christian life is all about. There's just no questions bar none. And I'm saying that not to patronize him. I'm saying that because I know him. Yeah. But besides knowing him, I've interacted with all of the people that's been through the class. And the testimony is consistently the same. He shared the materials with me. I've used it. And I'm telling you that who blessed are the paps of the man that wrote these materials. The, 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 the paps that fed him. Because the thing is so simple and it is so radically transformative. So I'm leading somewhere with that. Yes. So much so that I've bought the materials and given to many other people outside of the class. That's a fact. Including pastors. Okay? Uh, now, I'm saying all of that to say this. After going through the first, uh, the, the life, the, the good life, which, which is a trilogy of books, okay? The true life, uh, the, the, the beautiful life, and the, and the community. Okay, I'm on the second one right now, personally. Okay, after having gone through it, yours truly, Bank Akimala, I said to myself, I said, I'm going to challenge myself to take five people this year and take them through it on my own, based on what I've seen. But just in this conversation now, we are kingdom conversation, yeah, right? Yeah. I think the breaking news here, Pastor Larry, is maybe before we do the specialty groups, Maybe we should make everybody go through the grace reality the grace first. Reality first. Let, let me tell, tell you why I'm saying that. There is no question of Dr. Onyefo's passion, his devotion, his dedication, and the wisdom through which they've done whatever. There's no question about that. But the content of the material itself is absolutely, see, if I'm going to have a grace group talking about uh, me and children, or me and newlywed, if I don't know who God is, you have a problem. I have a problem. And you and I have talked about that a long time. Yeah. The, yeah. the pro issue is yeah. not, the, the issue is people don't know God. I'm looking at people on TV, not you guys here, <laughs> that don't know God. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. We don't know who he is. We have a head knowledge of who God is, but our hearts have not been awakened to the true God. So if I don't know God, and I'm going to have a group with uh, talking about newlywed, it's just who has a longer knife before I stab you. You stab me, I'm going to stab you, because we don't know who God is. Yeah. Yeah. But once we can establish that baseline of who God is, the true nature of God, and we now bring that into every relationship. It's a different ballgame entirely. So my suggestion would be to make grace reality the grand zero. Okay. How we implement that, because now part of his success is because they're doing it in groups. Yeah. 
I don't know that if you bring that class to it, all things like this, you have the same success rate. I'm not sure. Because Jesus taught in small groups. He had 12. They can ask him questions. They can, he can prove them. It's, it's a different dynamic. So, Dr. Nofiok, Pastor Larry, I'll put in your, <laughs> on your... <laughs> you guys don't find a way of bringing this radical transformation to the whole body. Amen. So, at this time, we're going to wrap up Kingdom Conversation. I do want to thank everyone here for participating and coming up to the mic to ask your questions. Thank you for that. And I especially want to thank Pastor Bank and Pastor Larry for honoring today and taking time out your student to speak to us. So, yeah, at this time, the only last thing I will say is I do want to just re-emphasize, if you, like um, Pastor Larry has said a few times, if you have a gift, if you have a talent, if you have a skill, please find a way to plug in, please find a way to pour into the house. There is a need, and we are all aware of the need, so please don't just sit on it, don't just think we don't need you, the church needs you, so find a way, look for Pastor Larry after service, and just tell him where you want to plug into, and yeah, I'm sure God will bless you as you, as you serve.